0: Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. From Studio Breezy,
1: I'm here with Matthew, Jay, no puppies, and I'm Breezy. What's up, boys? Dude, I don't know why, but you sounded like an airplane, uh, like, a, like a pilot when it comes over the intercom.
0: That's what I'm going for. I'm Is so it
1: really? It's only taken about 40 episodes of this for me to get there.
2: <laughs> welcome to Breezy's Airlines.
0: Well, yeah, now you need a ding. Like a proper ding, ding. ding. Yeah, I, I could. I mean, I could add that. I, I only have you know, certain things. Ding. I have... An applause, which would be what I should get after every podcast. Okay, okay. All right, let's jump straight into it, boys. Um, we've had some news since the news is coming uh, thick and fast. So, last time we were on this podcast, we talked about Marcus Taylor and Joseph who had signed, and those were the only ones that we had. And we're not. We'll do some more in depth. Um, Great podcast. By talking way. about. Thank you. Yep. Um, we'll do some more talking about new signings, more in depth. But let's go over some pod some new to this podcast signees, uh, Damian.
2: So yeah, we, we announced uh Damien's official return, Richard Dixon's official return.
0: Both of which we previewed, the only two we could legitimately preview. Yeah.
2: And then uh the club also announced uh the, the week leading up to uh Christmas that uh Ale Jaimez and Ethan Corin would also be returning. Shut up. Um, yeah. And then in this last in this last week, I guess in in this current week, we've also got uh two new players. Uh first is uh Matiam Wape from uh South Georgia Tormenta.
0: I think he goes by Mumu if social media is to be understood correctly. Looks
2: to be lo- looks to go go uh, as Mumu, yeah.
0: Um I'll be interested to hear cuz like what if it's like Mama and we're just saying it wrong?
2: But we're, we're probably but, saying but, it. But wrong.
0: reading it it looks like Mumu and like a lot of the guys saying goodbye to him from his former teams or like good luck or whatever else. Yeah. Like just had like, you know, good job Mumu, see you soon Mumu like whatever else. So, very interesting nickname if that is his actual nickname.
2: Yeah. His pedigree is interesting. Uh, played for Charlotte independence in 2018 uh, for uh, when, when USL still had just only one league. Uh,
1: what Did he play with Joao?
2: charlotte independence oh, but, like, but he did ours, right? also, he did also eagles, play also play he also did play for charlotte eagles in Hilarious. 2017 so, in he, PDL. so he he might. was part of that team all that that, right that's the pdl that's right yeah. yeah he was part of that team that beat the fuck
0: out of us in uh in the yep. us open cup
2: yeah i actually no. i actually yeah, i cup. actually tracked down that box score to confirm once i learned that uh
1: i didn't doubt that you would have done <laughs> that, that. <laughs> and he
2: went he went like 92 minutes in that game uh so anyway he he is there uh he was at charlotte independence in 2018 he was with Richmond Kickers in League One in 2019, and 2020. Uh, he's a he's a, a Zambian uh, guy. He played at Lindsey Wilson College, uh, which has a is a pretty really good pipeline for uh, for especially for African players coming to the United States to play NAIA. Uh, and from what I can I can tell, and I don't I don't know this for 100 percent certain, it sounds like uh, he didn't have a team uh, willing to put him on a visa and a p1 visa in 2021 he played pdl again i guess league two technically and uh then he did so again in 2022 with south georgia tormenta uh and that whole time uh looked like he got married the year before or something like that and was waiting for um was waiting for his uh his green card to clear so once his green card cleared uh he had been playing with south south georgia tormenta two in league two right and then once his green card cleared, he ended up joining up with the uh, the eventual uh, League One champions.
1: Yeah, it's so funny that uh, there's a soccer team with South Georgia in front I know, of their right? name. And then did we have another signing as well?
2: Yeah, and then we've also got... Uh, Mwape is, is probably a, a right winger. Uh, he's left-footed, probably an inverted winger, maybe a bit of a wide 10, depending on how Rod will want to use him in the sure. system. I think he's a, he's kind of like the, the Ian Serro replacement. They're gonna. They they play, the two individuals play very very differently, but I think if you're looking for a left ball, a left footed, you know, kind of dead ball, can play right wing, can play, a little bit more in the middle. I think I think Wamba is your kind of, uh, your kind of Ian Serra replacement there, and then on uh, the the newest announced player is Jonathan Partida, who is a right back, played for, uh, L.A. Force in 2020, played for Bay Cities in 2022. Uh, and then ended up joining up with Northern Colorado Hailstorm in League One towards the end of the 2022 season. I think that's your Tate Robertson replacement. Uh, it's just straight up there. So that's that's where we are right now. It's nine players um, that that have been announced as of as of recording time. We don't yet know the status of four players from the 2022 roster: uh, Juan Hernandez, Alex McGrath, Colin Stripling, and Travis Ward. Uh, we don't know anything. Are they back? Are they not back? What's going to happen? Don't know. And frankly, this is also not the podcast to talk about the roster. Uh, that's just kind of where we are. We'll come back to it once we get to... I think probably once we get to like the, the status of those four players, I think it'll be the right time to look back at 2022 a little bit, look back at what we're bringing to 2023. We'll have some new players. We already have three new players. We'll maybe have a couple more by the time... That we get some clarity on those final four guys, and I think we can we can look at all of a sudden what we have uh, with just weeks before the Atlanta United preseason kickoff, and and what we might be looking for uh, to does yet to still bring in. And for for listeners that are wondering, uh, just a general rem- a reminder: just because we haven't announced a player, does not mean they're not already signed. Right. Uh, there's a pretty big gap between. Or there can be a big gap between a verbal commitment, pen to paper, and then the actual announcement of a signing. Right. So, uh, it's December the whatever, late December 29th. Uh, we're 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 not even the January yet uh, as of recording time. So, we got plenty of time in this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. I will say, uh, uh, props to the club. I one of my favorite parts of uh learning about the first signed player this season was very relieving because I felt a lot of frustration as of not knowing when that first signing was ever going to sign last season. So I feel like that was a nice little upgrade.
0: Nice. Beautiful. Um, all right, boys, let's talk about some CFC resolutions. But first, before we do our 2023 resolutions for the club and maybe for the podcast, since we started doing that last year, let's talk about our 2022 resolutions. Matthew, your first resolution from 2022. I wrote this down. NISA has to get better. Having standards and enforcing them. And I have written in all capitals be a professional league. Corral the insanity that is Michigan Stars. I'm sorry. The Michigan and the Stars. The uh, Michigan Stars as I've now dubbed them. That's nice. Um, Michigan and LA Force uh, fix the NISA data. And I wrote LOL on that one. Uh, And then if NISA doesn't make tangible and real steps forward, CFC... We should leave. How are you feeling about that resolution in 2022? Having, yeah, how do you feel about that resolution you made for the league?
2: Uh, well, the league did not live up to uh, my resolution for it. Uh, not that that's terribly surprising.
0: It would be surprising if they lev- lived up to the resolution.
2: Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think through some of the things that happened in the league this year.
0: Well, we lost uh, two we, teams we mid-season. Lost, we
2: lost two teams mid-season. In in Bay Cities, no uh, shit
0: hazzardry there. And,
2: no, it seems fine. And Valley United
0: seems totally normal. Four fake green cards submitted.
2: We lost. We lost uh, the original Syracuse owner. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and and in the, in the vetting process, how whatever vetting process occurred, the original Syracuse mo- owner didn't have any money, and neither did the Bay Cities owner. Like, would both of these things should have been very apparent very quickly, and. Uh, and then the valley United situation is it is one of those weird ones because like it's just so far outside the realm of like the insanity that is lower division soccer in general yeah um that it, it, you almost put that one in a different category in, entirely and and by all accounts the owner did the right thing once he found out uh because he was not managing the thing closely, which is was his own choice mm. but the people he put in charge of it were well should not have been should not have been anywhere we in charge of anything um and and i don't know if that's necessarily a nisa problem now nisa did not catch this uh they only like they only caught it once the owner reported like self-reported what was going on and and even he didn't know the extent of what was going on until the, the league actually dug in all the way the problem is the whistle was blown on Valley a month before everything came crashing down, and it was blown on, like by me. Like I very clearly, I very clearly said that they were violating uh, league roster rules. I didn't know how they were. I didn't know there were four fake green cards. There's a involved. good Twitter thread out there, isn't there? Yeah, uh, I didn't <laughs> know. I didn't know there was fake green cards involved, but I knew that they were not. I I just figured they were just violating roster rules and Nisa was just too chicken shit to do anything about it. I didn't realize that you know if they they submitted four fake green cards and that's how they were getting around the roster rules. But it was it was obvious. You can ask most coaches in the league, uh, and I heard it from two different ones that you know they were they were running players on tourist visas, yeah, and they had plans to do to do more in the summer. Like this wasn't terribly hard to figure out, uh, and it. When you allow things like international amateurs, you run the risk of a ton of abuse in in the system. So, Nisa did not get better. I think it's arguable that Nisa got worse throughout the year.
1: Well, they dropped two teams. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely
1: yeah. go ahead and mark that one down as a as, as, worse. As, as a failure. Yeah,
2: and they didn't fix the Nisa data. the The club uses my data, my my statistical data for for players. In like use some of the returning players, they use my data for the announcements because my data is actually correct. The league data is not. Yeah, uh, Which sucks, but we're going to have accurate club records here uh, for as long as I live. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not leaving that shit to the league. So you look at this resolution uh, and it's like NISA has to get better or otherwise we have to change our position. Like it, it's not a resolution for the league. It's a resolution for the club. All of All of these are for the club. Uh, and so in that respect, you know, I think you put it down as a, as a, I think you put it down as a failure. Although I look, I look at the situation and you know, like obviously we can't go to USL even if and, and like I'm on record wanting to, but like there are bigger circumstances that prohibit us from doing that kind of right, thing. Right. And you look at MLS next pro Especially in its first year, last year, and you're like, I don't. This thing doesn't look ready for, for anybody. Yeah, like it, it was, kind of a joke. Uh, now they're going to go to Apple TV Plus, with maybe some select MLS Next Pro matches, some of the expansion clubs that they're bringing in that they're beating USL to. Uh, they you know the ownership groups are, are choosing MLS Next Pro, uh, instead of USL Championship. They're saying, you know, all their games are gonna be on on, on Apple T V plus. Well that's interesting, but is that tomorrow? And I think if you're in if you're in CFC ownership shoes and you're in the CFC front office shoes, you look at it and you're like, Can Nisa survive number one? Can we make it just ten percent better in a future year, maybe with some different expansion teams, versus whatever fucking shit we brought in the last year? And you know, can we can we do this for another year or maybe for another two years and let the landscape shift itself out a little bit more? Yeah, see, because the landscape to... the landscape is still shifting. Like USL had this like power center for a long time and NISA was like trying to fight it and fighting miserably at it. Yeah. And now you've got MLS Next Pro in there that's now beating USL to expansion markets, coveted expansion markets. Yeah. And I think there's going to be more shifting to come.
1: Sure, as time goes on.
2: And maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that we that we stick around in NISA and, and use NISA while well, it's while, like while
1: M- we MLS needs to NISA itself, maybe not so negatively. <laughs> and also they also they obviously have a governing body who's going to be well above them, but it still will be a new league that needs to work its kinks it, out as well. And it,
2: and it does have it does have some kinks. Right now, here's a crazy here's a crazy thing. It is possible heading into 2023, and Nisa's not actually confirmed the list of teams yet for 2023. We suspect, we suspect it's going to be Flower City, uh, probably not Syracuse. You've got us, you've got the Bobcats, you've got Gold Star, you've got Michigan Stars, you've got Savannah Clovers, you've got Club de Leon, you've got Cal United, LA Force. And and Albion San Diego. That's ten teams. I
1: was about to say I lost count. Of, if,
2: you, if you if you had asked me, like, given Nisa's struggles this year, losing two teams, Detroit leaving, I don't know if I would have ever predicted that Nisa might start 2023 in a better position in terms of quality of club in the league. Like I, I like especially with losing Valley and 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 Bay Cities, like I'm almost shocked that they actually might be in a better position. And listen, we're like three of those are expansion teams. Like Savannah's gonna have to go prove it. Gold Star's gonna have to go prove it. Club de Leon's a late edition. They're gonna have to go prove it. And maybe Bob will only have one stadium for LA Force this year. That'll be nice. Uh,
0: don't don't get your hopes <laughs>
2: Like,
0: well,
1: I but I, like,
2: there's there's a chance that like this is actually better than it was, than it, than it was. And I I don't know if I w- I would have seen that coming. I'm I'm not am not going to put this down as a win for Nisa, in any respect because it, like, the way this happened was absolutely ass backwards, uh, and and through no I, I don't think the Pruchas get any credit here. Uh, I hope they I hope they have been scared to fucking death at their at their investment like all, teetering on the brink of absolute collapse. I hope that's what's happened. Yeah, and that they 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 actually do their jobs if they can and, and make this thing respectable. Cause like, honestly the best outcome for, for CFC is if Nisa like grows up and is a, a, a responsible and an effective league, you know, fighting against the system that allows other clubs to, to incubate and to, to start, you know, a little bit slower and really build into something. That's a perfect place for us to be. I just don't know if it, Will be or not, so I think I'm think I'm putting this one down as a failure slash incomplete,
0: and and it kind of goes with your next one, which you've also like already answered, which is to find the right home for CFC. Maybe Nisa, maybe somewhere yeah, else. You
2: sort
1: of did package those together there, but the fucking but I mean that's is, because they go together,
0: right? Bro, right, because like, yeah. the fucking league's holding us back. I exactly think is what I wrote here. By so like secure the future and where should we be? And what you've said is like for you know it's TBD. It's possible things are a little bit better. It's certainly not a win. Um, but it is one more year of it, existence for Nisa.
2: It's a giant incomplete. I think if I on, honestly, I I think when I, when I did this resolution last year, I think a lot of us and coming off of Detroit leaving, coming off of some very serious question marks about some of the expansion teams coming in. I wasn't sure that anyone else was actually going to want to expand into this league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I questioned their judgment slightly for, for actually continuing on that path. I really believe that 2022 was going to be the end of Nisa, and I figured that it would be the end of the Nisa also with us, like pulling the the you know the jingle block out, that caused everything to crumble. The fact that, that we're, we're still here and the Nisa's still here, that in itself, is almost a win. Almost for everybody, it's almost yeah. a win.
1: Their website wasn't here for a couple of days.
2: <laughs> it's fine. Continue. That's yeah. fine. Just uh,
0: we're just going to keep going on Matthew's list. Uh, Matthew, you said yes, a playoff sir. home game. Nailed it. Um,
2: medium. Ter- I, I, I didn't say what was going to happen in that playoff yeah, yeah. home game, did I?
1: Move. No. Just nope. No. Continue nope. on. Awesome. Good. Achieve- on.
2: Achieve- <laughs> achievement unlocked. <laughs>
1: um,
0: medium-term goal, which you said was hard to measure, uh, any, and because we, I, one of the things we ask is like, how are you going to measure these goals? Um, and housing and stadium solutions. Uh, you also said long-term training facility with offices, turf, and grass fields. This is where Jay started and I started visibly. Uh, that you could hear it. We were rolling our eyes so hard at you. Uh, with how much you were asking for on the podcast and then an indoor facility.
2: Yeah, I want I mean, those are medium and long term goals for a reason, um, because you're not going to hear like you could go multiple years without hearing anything about one of those goals. I still hold those goals, though. I do think. uh, Well, number one, let's go ahead and sign sign the cross for Brian uh, for Brian Wright. Uh, Finley Finley Stadium has been noticeably better. Noticeably better. If you had a the, button
1: for Hallelujah, I remember <laughs> uh, when, I, remember when I sent you guys that text. Yeah, you were like, I, I sent you that article, or I, I don't remember. Uh,
2: Finley Stadium has been no, noticeably better the second half of the year. Yeah, uh, and and I hope I hope they they continue along that front uh, and, and make it even better for for future years and. You know, at at some point we're still probably going to have to figure out like the and and maybe this get, can get pushed now to a more of a long-term uh goal, but I would still love to see CFC have its own stadium at some point in time. Um uh, it's just it's just a lot easier to be sustainable when you control everything uh in in the stadium. Yeah, no doubt. I still want to see long-term housing, although that's incredibly tough to pull off and I recognize that. Uh, and, yeah, I want a training facility. I want uh, a bigger... I, I mean, I'd kind of like a bigger front office in the future. Yeah, uh, We've done a good job with the, the space on Carter Street of having, you know, the academy offices, first-team offices. Uh, but it probably could use a a bigger... Uh, it could use a video room for sure, which you just can't add in there. You've got to make do with what you've got in terms of the space. Uh, I think just a, a bigger training facility turf fields, grass fields, so that you can always go to the same place to train every single day uh, and, and train on the surface that you're going to play on, uh, at least for the, the couple days but leading up to the match, um, and a, a good place for the academy. We'll see what happens with the, the, foundation, the foundation work at Montague. Yeah, sure. That uh,
1: article came out um, like a month or so ago. Yeah, now about obviously that's going to
2: be foundation first. Yeah, of course. Uh,
1: and uh, community
2: foundation and community absolutely first but there's
1: there there's a blurred line there's not so su- there's not a hard cut saying that it can't be some you know yeah, used in some I mean, I, used in some capacity i mean
2: we're not going to be building a building like a, you know the first team stadium or right thing there but like it can be uh it can be you know potentially a practice facility i don't know that's i'm, I'm speaking like completely out of turn here uh but uh, there's the possibility i would think that, that could be on the yeah, table. Yeah, that
0: if if it's not being used during the day that the first team could use it. Yeah. Um during the day. And obviously also, we don't yeah, we and don't know Academy. if that's if that's going to be quote unquote allowed, right? But like you could see a world in which it's allowed. Yeah, I'm excited for the possibilities. And
2: and the other one's an indoor facility because I, I think you've seen with the the uh, the kind of indoor facility and bar that like Detroit has, like it's a cool place to gather. It's a good place for the first team to train in inclement weather. It's a good place for academy to to train like they're always looking for turf fields to be able to train on when when right, there's rain right right
1: um options more 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 playing surfaces it's an
2: op- opportunity to have like more uh indoor like i mean see you know the the cfl leagues at highland commons and eventually at montague will be really really cool but to have an indoor option as well to add like not just like regular futsal but like indoor soccer could be really fun as well it just brings it a different element of the game for for some people uh and I just think it, there, there's a cool you can do a lot of cool stuff with it in yeah, terms of sure. like you know a, a minimalistic bar and oh yeah and, and just a good gathering place to be able to watch like regularly watch uh maybe morning matches on on weekends uh maybe just other other soccer events things like that like it'd be awesome so and all those kinds of things are long-term goals like that's just Push it down the line, but I, 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 hope, I hope we're still aspiring to more permanent uh, structures and, and legacies. Infrastru- infrastructure. Yeah.
1: Build back better. <laughs> You're welcome, Matthew. Hilarious.
0: Uh, Jay. Jay. You said change the stadium playlist.
1: Yeah, um, before I jump into that, uh, Matt, well done talking about Montague. You can also go back and find the episode with Crew Brock where we talked about Montague as soon as the announcement was made. And there was mention of indoor stuff. So you should go back and check that out because it's cool insight. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, pretty much mine's going to be a lot quicker than Matt's because I, I only really did see improvement from what I was looking at um the stadium playlist you know i i don't think i paid as much attention to it which is like for me that's good because if i don't notice it then it's just a part of the game day experience and we're rolling and i didn't like i don't think i was that upset about it or anything whenever i mentioned it but i I didn't notice it uh really that much uh as far uh, another one i had was video board content and utilization improvement i think that's still on the rise uh i have a friend who is working uh, with the club, he was there, was doing a lot of the help with the scoreboard stuff, and he's great with uh, all that kind of stuff. And I think he could really help the club out. And I think it'll it'll get better over time. Um, this is if you're a listener of this podcast, you're going to completely agree with the one that I put down here, and that is paying over the football lines when UTC isn't around. But I also understand how expensive that is, and it didn't we didn't really see a field without football lines this season, but we will in a few weeks. Uh, I did see that on social media that they're planning on painting over those. I saw that as well. So, as a as a as a new year's resolution last year, I feel like that one was a just total wow, you're lazy, Jay. What a cop-out answer. Everybody's going to say that. <laughs> so, that's really my own feedback on my own thing. Um, you know, walkout music, I wanted it to go back to what it used to be. I need to find the name of that song, but I thought it was I thought it was fine, I, like, you know, whenever this year, like when I'm thinking back, like it wasn't the negative that you had last year. No, it's the exact same thought I had as the music is that uh, the other music is that it was just a part of the game day experience. Um, and then I said, if we if we make the playoffs and have an away game, we can play the game on the Finley video board. That's still in play for me. I, that would be really cool. But this year we didn't have to. I know it sucks that we lost, but we had home field advantage, yeah. so it didn't. It
0: meant that we didn't have to do that, which is pretty fucking dope. Yeah. And it would be though. It would be cool though if we did have to go on the road. I, I agree with that. When I was back listening to that, it reminded me how how dope that would be.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I talked about, uh, you know, I talked about stream stuff too the year before. I feel like that's getting good. That's always been like a point of mine because of the the profession that I'm in. But I only see strides. Still, same thing I said last podcast. I listened to it today, and uh, I, I do want to say shout out to all of those who go into making that game day experience. I we just mentioned a second ago, and I know we lost, but being at that playoff game was the best crowd I've seen in a while. And in terms of numbers, yes, but also just in terms of like energy. And even though we lost, and it was it was terrible of, the, of that part, the, all the entirety of before the game, during the game, and leading up, I thought I was like, here we are, this is. This this feels like I'm gonna roll off your joke a second ago, but this feels like we're building back better. Hey, <laughs> it, it
2: had it had all the hallmarks of that like 2016. Hundred percent, exactly. Like, you, granted, it was just one playoff game com- in comparison. Like, you know, rolling like five straight, go or whatever. But like the the big crowd for a semifinal, with you know hosting rights in the final on the line, that would have been absolutely out of control. The next week. And the, and the gut punch that it was to lose that game, lose both of those games. Uh, yeah, you know, knocked out what could have been, could have been really special.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: let's not dwell on that. Um, but yeah, this is that, or that was mine. Uh, I just want to say that I, I, from from what I've said, I've only either not noticed it anymore, which in my book in, uh, means that it's been an improvement or it's gotten better. So. Yeah, and there's still work I think you correct me if I'm wrong, there's still work to do in all those things, but at least it's steps forward. And I think there always will be. And yeah, I true. know that Jeremy and everybody else who is in that department already knows that. Like we're not breaking ground here, you know what I mean? Yep. So I it I'm just I feel confident in what they're doing.
0: All right. So I said closer to break even around a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loss, give or take. Um I said this last time, but I it bears I think it bears repeating. Um I can't write a $250,000 check every year, um, and I don't think most the average fan can. So you need a very, very rich person to do that. And I don't want my club to be at the behest of a rich person that has to write a $750,000 check or a million-dollar check every year that's too much. I think 250 is the number that I think is sustainable for somebody who is rich, that is willing to own the sports team, which is like owning a boat, which I've made on the thing I've said on this podcast, a bunch. Um, and I think we have to get closer to that $250,000 ballpark number where we have the sustainable small losses every year, but they're not like a million dollars. Yeah. And we don't know where we came in. So I'm going to leave that as an incomplete for now. Um, but I think with the crowds were good this year um, I suspect we will be closer to that number though I, I it definitely appears we spent some more money on the roster based on like you know kind of some of the caliber of the players we brought in. so I don't know how everything shook out but uh we weren't in the middle of a pandemic here. I, attendance was good, so uh, good overall, I should say so yeah i, I it's an incomplete there we'll find out. Uh, I, I keep, said, I, it,
1: for people who can't see. I keep stretching my legs out and breezy, and I keep touching. Play, we keep feet. playing. I keep I ha- playing I have shoes on. He doesn't, so <laughs> it's, it's, which makes it even more erotic. <laughs>
0: um, CFC men top two in NISA finish, uh, meaning either top two in the regular season or make the final during the playoffs. We did that. We were in second place in the regular season, and then we got playoffed. Yeah, um, which we said was a distinct possibility. I said was fine, not fine, but like for hitting our goals was a reasonable outcome and we hit that. And if you want to find out what we thought of the season on the field, we definitely, Matt and I graded those um, in, in the wrap up episode that we released uh, about 16 hours after the final. Um, <laughs> uh, we, I said, I wanted the men's assistant coach full time. We got that. Um, I said, I wanted to hire a vice president. Um, and we did not get that. There was no new vice president hired, and we'll talk about that. Spoiler alert! In my resolutions for this year, um, I said CFC women win the division. Um, well, a lot of work to do there. A lot of lot of chances to do better on that one. Uh, I said three thousand uh, men's attendance and fifteen hundred women's attendance, and we were within shouting distance of the three thousand men's attendance, which we were at uh, twenty eight hundred, give or take. Um, I asked Jeremy what that was, and he, that's what he said. So we were very close. We were within shouting distance. So I wouldn't. Say it was complete, but I will, you know, be relatively um pleased with that. Um and I said fifteen hundred women's attendance and I don't have the the totals on women's attendance. Um but that, we didn't break even fifteen hundred <clears throat> once, so we were probably close to fifteen hundred on the one game we had good attendance but i don't think we broke that um and yeah we definitely did not break the next thing which i asked for was to break uh, Asheville's wpsl record this was like a thing i said the fans we as the fans needed to do and we didn't do that a lot of room to go there on the women's attendance side but look baby steps right women's yeah. team is back and we've we've started that we've laid down the foundation so here we go uh i said for nisa i wanted two more southeastern teams in 2023 I, not in 2022 but I wanted during the 22 2022 season that we wow. would come up with two more southeastern teams and by I, the way
2: I want to I point out real just real quick here did you listen to it today no I did not I, I for, number one I forgot about this goal I did and number two I can't believe that Nisa actually delivered on something you asked for I
0: asked first of all we said stumpton doesn't count which clearly didn't count because they're not back <laughs> um, but somehow I also predicted Orlando. I said, even if it's Orlando, like as long as it's driving distance, I'll count it. Oh, so Florida even fun. counts. And then we got Club de Leon like a few weeks ago, uh, which is wild. And then I said, continue to grow Nisa Nation, um, which I actually don't know if they have or not, um, but it hasn't died yet quite. So we'll see. Um, I also said 16 teams in Nissan in 2023, LOL. Um, <laughs> and then I said, at a podcast resolution. Oh, so I will give Nisa credit for the two more Southeastern teams. That's actually very good um, and the right thing. Uh, so I'll give them credit on that And obviously no credit on the 16 teams. And then as a podcast resolution, I said 50 episodes total, which was a surprise to you guys because I didn't tell anybody pre-podcast I was going to do that resolution. And by the way, this is episode number 50 this year.
1: No way.
2: Boom.
0: This is number 50. Not in numbers. If you go back and look, we started at whatever number, but that includes the Soccer Nerd podcast. We had 50 released episodes. That's awesome. Um, So yeah, very, very happy with that. It's been a really fun year. This is one of my favorite things to do, make these podcasts, and uh, we've done it. All right, let's talk about resolutions
2: for twenty twenty three CFC. Um, uh, by the way, can I interject for just a second? Yes, we just got literally just got the women's uh, average numbers. Okay, uh, so they've got them for for the three standalone games, not for the not for the doubleheader day, and the uh, this is tickets out, which is the only way we have to be able to measure things like that. Uh, It's the industry standard, you know, so the number is uh, 1,177 average. Uh, That that is not necessarily like, you know, butts in the seats. Yeah. um, But it's industry standard. It's It's, tickets purchased for that game. Yes, correct. So so
0: it's not people through the gate necessarily. It's tickets purchased for that game, which is, that's the industry standard. That's fair. That doesn't mean we gave away a bunch of tickets because that's not what we do. We don't paper. I mean, that
2: that includes annual passes. Uh, If you get the club annual pass. Uh, which is for both men's and women's right. games; those count as well. those, those, those ticket purchase. Those those
0: tickets purchased for so eleven hundred. I want to see that number at fifteen hundred, um, which would be a big difference because I think most of those women's games had about seven hundred people at them, six hundred people at them. Yeah, um, excluding the one where I think we probably genuinely had like twelve or thirteen hundred at the at the opener, but like it was other games like six or seven hundred. I think in my mind, um, and I'd like to see that real number be closer to fifteen hundred. So, um, yeah, and that's what I wanted, and we didn't get there, but that's. That's excellent to have that information. All right, Uh, Jay, do you want to go first in your resolutions? Switch Uh, up the uh, switch up the things. Yeah, sure. You you want me to rifle off uh,
1: all three, or yeah, do it, do it. I think I have three, and then I have an overlying statement. That's how I feel season.
0: Beautiful. We didn't set uh, parameters for how to do
1: these. We gave every host just like the freedom to do whatever they want. So go for it. Okay, cool. So. Uh, I think I told you before we started this too that these are also going to feel very cop outy, but I I really don't have anything but uh, negative or I don't have anything but positives to say. Sorry, Matt was saying something. I got distracted. I almost said negatives. (laughs) Okay. um, So, number one for me is continuing to improve the game day experience. It's getting better every time. Um, I'm enjoying it from the feel in the lobby to the the announcers speaking over ads running uh what else can i think of do you know all the different things that go into just making a fun environment in game day is there a particular thing that you think there's room for improvement on um not not improvement but something i'd like to see more of and this is me being totally me and picky but i think my next one actually falls onto this and that is uh we should either and I understand that money is a part of this, so I can't just ask for anything, right? Always but, is. But uh, let's either bolster the food truck numbers, or let's have like a food truck night, where it's like a food truck themed thing on the lawn, where people can go get food and stuff. Because probably one of my favorite things to do is get to the game. You guys are in the stands, right? And I always tell people that's like I don't sit with you guys; I'm always at the top or whatever. Yeah, we named the po- You named the podcast. Us, we named the podcast after this after Section 109, but you uh, don't sit in Section 109 ever. And
0: uh, <laughs> that's not true. You were in that one game last year. You were in one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: will come down. I will come down. I just uh, don't sit there often. Um, but that's because uh, I sit with one of my close friends. But our now thing is to go go in early and then get tacos, and in the process of the, getting them and eating them, sitting there and watching kickoff from the hill, and then walking around and going to our seats. And I think if there was like some cool option where there was like a bunch of different food truck options up there, it could be a cool night. It, it doesn't have to be like a full season thing, but I think it would, could be a cool option for like a certain game day where they have like, you know, something like that. I love that. And then my uh, my last one is, please keep the gates open on the west side of the stadium for every game. Which one is <laughs> which one's the west side? West is over by the, the, p- pavilion. T- the pavilion. Just because that's my favorite way to stumble in over there and I don't want to have to walk all the way around.
2: I think uh, that's when, when Brian Wright took over, uh, the management of the stadium, the Westgate was open for all of the weekend games. Uh, I don't think they opened it for for the uh, weekday games. It
1: makes sense, especially with how some of the weekday games weren't NISA fixtures, they were uh, yeah. other stuff. Yeah. The Charlotte FC and whatever else. Yep. And then uh, I just want to say, uh, for me, uh, at the... And it kind of crashed sort of hard with the loss to Michigan at home, which blew ass. Everybody knows that. We've mentioned it multiple (laughs) times. But if I can say anything, uh, I think I wrote down just a minute ago, just kind of things as they were coming to my my head. It's our first year under Rod, and I see it as a bigger gain than a loss technically as a season because I can't wait to see what other pieces that he gets to now add to a semi-figured-out puzzle and get this thing really going and going into what he views us to be as a soccer team instead of what he had last season. And I'm not doubting anybody from last season or down-talking or down-playing, but I think the growth under Rod and what I've seen from just one season is going to be exponential.
0: Beautiful. So at the end of this podcast, I want to come back, don't let me forget, and I want to give our, we gave season grades already, but give them like for the whole club, combine the men's, women's on the field, off the field, and gives like some grades. Sure. Uh, some Some number grades, but let's do it at the end. Um, okay. Matthew, I think I have more resolutions than you, so I'll let you go next.
2: <laughs> okay that's how we're deciding this i don't know i just felt like going third so i've got three different categories for resolutions uh one category is for uh on the podcast the second category is on the field and then the third category is off the field so we'll start out with the podcast resolutions uh and and i don't, I don't i'm not putting any any quantifiable uh anything on on these um but I want to make sure that this podcast uh, has more women's team content next, next season. I thought we, we, we actually tried out some new things with the women's team doing some like kind of in-depth game reviews. Something uh, that
0: we haven't been doing for the men's team. Something that we had. We which had we not then the did. We actually then did for the men's team after trying out for the women's team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where and we I, went like minute by minute and like yeah. reviewed the game, especially for those who maybe either didn't watch
1: it, which I know some of you are out there, um, or you didn't get to watch it because it was uh, on the road. Or yeah. or you're an obsessed psychopath like me and you watched it and, and, and then and you want to <laughs> hear the analysis. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's my kind of people. So
2: so I, I want to make sure that we, we do some more women's content next year. Yeah. Um, I also want to make sure that we do uh, some more women's team interviews. Uh, we, you know, we did the two different sets uh, with
1: i didn't get to be on those unfortunately just because of time yeah and and
2: we, we even brought in a uh we even brought in well, a guest host amanda Moore
0: yeah because matt wasn't available for one of those as well so one of those uh shout out amanda moore who did an excellent excellent job
2: uh maybe we should just have amanda Moore back on the podcast too
0: yeah 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 we definitely need to have her on for some i mean like the thing is she has said and i think she can do men's analysis too but she really likes women's soccer so she was like hell yeah for any women's soccer stuff i would love to yeah. i would love to help out so um she crushed it with those interviews and we'll have to definitely get her involved more next season
2: yeah yeah. The other thing is uh, I still want to make sure we interview Coach Randy uh, next season at yeah, some big, point in time, maybe, maybe hopefully in preseason. Uh, you know, one of my one of my things in the in the kind of the women's team review and, and look forward to the next year, uh, which is I'm not going to include in the resolutions package because we've already kind of covered it. But I wanted to see, you know, some sort of exhibition game uh, in, you know, in preseason, like a month or, or whatever before mo- like like the summer season began against a pro team or against, you know, something, uh, some sort of like recruiting tool weekend type deal. Um, and so I, I still want to see one of those things. So maybe, maybe around, maybe around that, if that does, if that does happen, uh, to try to get Randy on the podcast and get a little preview for the season and, and some stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. That was a, a thing we didn't ha- And the, one of the problems with like the women's season, it's the same as the old MPSL season. It's so condensed that once the season starts, if you haven't already got the coach in, it's going to be really tough to get him in during yeah. the season. Uh, and we, this season, will be better about that. Hopefully, unless he declines the interview, uh, we'll get him in preseason so we can actually get him uh, on the podcast and talk to
2: him. Yeah. And I went on vacation in the middle of the season as well. Uh, yeah. Because, like, my work schedule does not allow me to really take vacation until until like June, basically. So
0: I can also tell you that we did eight podcasts. Because one of the things I was thinking of when we get to mine is like, I was thinking of some like measurable, like goals for the, for doing more women's stuff. And then I realized like we did eight podcasts, which isn't enough. But, like, we did eight of them. And a bunch of them were like, we had multiple men's games and multiple women's games in the same week. And I don't want to put limits on, like, oh, we have to do only a women centric show here when like, it fits together to do the men and the women together. Yeah, like, I what I want what I am going to focus on when I get to mine will be a little bit different. But yeah, I okay have, yeah, I, I, I have, I I have some stuff too.
2: I didn't want to put any measurables. I, I just like wanted to put out. It was it was literally like when I was thinking about these these resolutions last night. Well,
0: Coach Randy's immeasurable.
2: Re- yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but when I was thinking about these resolutions last night, I, I, like the first thing I, I, I thought of was like, let's you know, I, I think sometimes, uh, especially like us us dudes just talking, like we we have to do a little bit more and emphasize a little bit more that uh like the the men's team is like is, is the fr- kind of the front porch of of the club. It's the most it's the most visible thing. It's professional. There's there's thirty or, or thirty five or you know forty games if you include the the exhibition games and it's uh, almost and, and the that's nine or ten months long and like yeah the actual season is nine or ten months long but the process is totally year round and the process for the women's team is also year round but it's less visible year round and so I think we just have to make sure as as uh, talking heads and, and, and people that have a little bit of reach that we do a, a you know an even better job. Of, of promoting the women's team with, with content and, and giving them the, 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 the credit, the support that they deserve. And, and so like, that's where, that's where my head was last night, uh, for, for the podcast. I thought we did overall on the podcast, a pretty good job. Like I was really, I was really focused on hitting 50, which was your goal in the first place, not mine. He
0: was really locked in.
2: Uh, and I, I liked the idea that we did, we did a couple road pods. I'd like to do that again, like quick, short ones.
1: I enjoy those.
0: Um, I'd like more I'd like more Jay on the pod. Cool side. And, and more and more Smitty on the uh, on the pod. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Again, I miss you, Smitty. Yeah, I need to and
2: I, I you
0: guys are just busy and in different phases of your lives. So uh, like I'm not hating. I just I miss you both. And man. so we are a better podcast, by the way, when it's not just Matthew and I.
2: That's hundred um, percent true.
0: Demonstrably true, especially because we are both really verbose and we think the same way. So we just yes and each other and then you know a podcast that should be an hour and an hour turns in like an hour and 45 minutes
2: now taking applications for a podcast host that is man- it can manage to shut us both up and move <laughs> us on
0: yeah who can just sit there and be like Shh,
1: we <laughs> need on. some somebody who's not our friend. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. One thing that Jay's really used to be really good, and still is good at, obviously. But like when we're at your house, you you do the uh, wrap it up motion, like the, the circles <laughs> yeah, yeah. with your fingers, like move it on, move it on. Uh, and we 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 definitely miss e- that.
1: Even you can notice it now too, even in uh, even in how we do things. You're on your list, and you've gone a little bit more in depth. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah, sounds great. game to experience. <laughs> this is my overall thoughts. Okay yeah (laughs) but that's how my brain works
2: all right let's uh let's move on to some on the field resolutions from me uh for cfc men say the the word win the motherfucking league just win it and by the way i don't like i'm a big like take the next step kind of guy so like just win regular like be the be the best team in the league overall in the regular season that's still a i think that's actually technically a trophy Uh, i think there was a trophy this year for cal united like win the regular season, win the playoffs, hell, win both for all I care, but like win one of them. Like be the best team. In uh, one facet. In one facet. Season. like win the championship. Sure. If it's the playoff championship, win the league, like win something. Uh, I think, I think we took a really good step this year. Uh, And, and like, look, it's, it's not going to be easy next year. Even if we bring back some of these other guys that we don't know the status on, like we're bringing in some new players. Like we have some, some key contributors that are gone. Like, it's going to be tough still, but like, it's it's time like win the damn thing.
1: Yeah, that's the next step.
2: Uh, for CFC women, uh, it's time for a big step. Uh, you won one game last year. Yes, there was a late start uh, with the roster construction and, and some stuff like that. Yep, I get it. Uh, but like, it's time. Like, not only so. So here's my goal. We ended up actually making the playoffs because we finished fourth out of five and And the the top four made the playoffs and the top four made the playoffs and And the
0: two the two of us quit.
2: Yeah, the the, the fifth place team and the third place team both opted to not uh, to not play in the playoffs. So we ended up playing the three versus two game. So my thing is let's host a playoff match. That could mean being first in, in the conference, which is a huge ask. Especially if National Rhythm brings back remotely the same kind of group they had. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's be a second. Like let's host a playoff match. Uh, I, I mean, the Chetnik is a desirable place to play. You need to play in front of people, which not everyone like or almost no one does. And in unfortunately, in the women's amateur game in this country, uh, it's a it's an awesome place to be for the summer. And we've seen that over over you know over a decade. So let's let's recruit well let's let's bring some players in let's get them together let's win some games and let's host a playoff match and then from there let's just see what happens okay
0: off the field uh since i can see your notes here
2: yeah uh short-term goal is going to be similar to to last year's let's just figure out the league situation uh, is is nisa going to get their shit together are they going to accidentally get their shit together by just bringing in more better teams and, and losing the bad teams, because uh, like that's that's one way of addition by subtraction and addition. Like, I don't know, but we need to figure it out. And I'm not, I'm actually not going to criticize how we've gotten to this point because I think, I think we've done we a all really go- we've done a really good job to this point, trying to figure it all out. We have. Yes, CFC gl- the, has. Yes,
0: yeah, CFC has done a good job. I thought you were saying Nisa for a second. I was no, like, excuse absolutely you. not.
2: No, CFC, I think CFC's done a good job managing the situation. I really do. Uh, there's more work to do, and you know,
1: one, just keep one at more it.
2: year in Nisa. And let's see where it goes. Just keep at it for a medium-term goal. Still want to know about?
1: Are they, it? Are, did you just copy and paste? Yeah, it? that's yeah, just, yeah, co- that's yeah, just yeah, copy
2: yeah. and paste. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because those are that's
0: my words from listening to the podcast <laughs> yesterday. So copy funny. and pasted.
2: Those, yeah, I I, I do want to see additional progress on on uh, long the the medium and long term goals of the indoor facility training facility. Yeah, uh, more more permanent infrastructure, more permanent, uh, more per more permanent things.
0: Are you going to consider the construction of Montague, for example, progress? If you find out that we're going to have some access to that as a training facility, probably yeah. I mean, it's not because I think I would if I found out that like yeah. look, CFC is going to have access to it on a regular basis as one of the many tenants that can use the fields during the you know whatever. Yeah,
2: I I think that I think that would definitely be, um, I think that would definitely be a, a at least a partially goal goal met. Um, uh, yeah.
0: All right. My resolutions, and a lot of these are going to be very similar to yours. So, what a surprise! Uh, yeah, shocking. Thank no God, way, Jay. Really? thank God, Jay was here. Hey. Um So, to- uh, my on the field re- um, resolution for CFC is exactly the same for the men's team as it was last year, which is to finish top two in NISA, whether via playoffs or the regular season. The way I calculate that is, you finish if you finish in the championship game. And I want to win the whole thing, let me be clear. But like I playoffs are a crapshoot. So I either want to get to the playoffs and then make the championship game, or I want to be first or second in the league going into the playoffs. Um obviously I think this year, like I like your step forward thing. Um, and that yeah. might have been what I should have done, but I, I'm just gonna keep the same one. Um if we are the first or the second best team in the league all season long, I will consider that a win because sometimes you get playoffed. On the other hand, if we come in fourth, fifth, or sixth, which would be a bummer, but then we may go on a big deep run in the playoffs and we either win it all or we make the finals, I will also consider that winning um i also added a few like really specific goals okay uh this last season we scored uh 50 goals in the league and we conceded 25 um in games that mattered not just the league in games that mattered um i put on this list 40 goals scored as a minimum and 15 goals conceded as a maximum which is a giant improvement on the defensive side
2: are, are you now for listeners are you basing this on 30 games played i'm basing this on essentially a half goal half goal game uh, to give, give up, to yeah. give up, and then like one point, one point 3, three, three five, or whatever it Something is, like that. Yep. goal scored.
0: Yep. And look, if, if suddenly we're playing forty games instead of thirty, I'll, I'll reevaluate this. But if we're playing in the somewhere between twenty eight and thirty two games in the regular season or games that matter, yeah, this is what I'm going with: forty and fifteen. Okay. Um, win our conference uh, or division, like for the women's team, win our conference slash division, whether by playoffs or regular season champs. I'm actually going bigger jump. You're than going, you. you're going bolder than I am. I am, I am. And so here's here's the thing, I. This season was an absolute abomination on the field, um, and that sucks. And I, I love everyone that was here and that tried hard and whatever else, but it has to get better. Uh, playing side, coaching side, whatever side it is, we have to be better. Um, com- being the being as bad as we were on the field is not a, an acceptable thing in in year two. Um, we now have the thing to show. Yeah. Right? We have the thing to show like the rest of the world that we're recruiting to say, hey, ladies, this is where you want to play. Like, here's the, here's the evidence of it. Now you've all seen this come play here. And if we can't get it done, then no, no offense to coach Randy, who I think is a very nice guy, but if he can't get big, big, big progress, and I've already said what I think it should be, but if he can't get big, big, big progress, then he might get the fuller treatment um, in my mind, because this is like, we're going into year two. There are no alibis yeah. anymore. There is no, we've took us a long time to get the right coach. And we finally got the right coach. And it was a really late in the process that we got the right coach. So it just, it was at a disadvantage. I, I get all of that. And I respect that. And I respect the really hard job and work that he and the players did, but this year has to be better. And so I obviously like I'm setting a very, very high goal there, but we should be the class of this, this conference. And so either, we need to make the playoffs and then rock out, or we need to come in first uh and then you know we'll see what happens because sometimes you get playoffed i love it uh in the stands i said a three plus average three plus thousand average men's attendance same as last year yeah i just want to bump it up a couple hundred uh let's make some progress there 1500 plus cfc women's i already said that i want to stay with that uh and the stands should reflect our community something smitty said last year something we've said a lot of times uh mostly in private but in general the stands should look like our community um, our, the stands should look like the faces in the stands should look like the rough makeup of Chattanooga. I actually think we've made some nice progress towards that. I think the more you look into the stands, the less it is just like white suburban soccer folks. Yeah. It's more and more often like just more diverse. It's everybody, not just one s- segment. Um, But there's always room to go there. And I'm not, this isn't me criticizing anybody, but I just it to keep being Chattanooga's team, not just a little segment of Chattanooga's team. Um. And then off the field, uh, we need to hire a vice president of something. So if Jeremy got hit by a bus tomorrow, uh, we're fucked. We have one guy who's like at the top here running everything. And there's two things that can happen. He could get hit by a bus, which would be a giant, giant problem. Um, and it'd be a problem for anybody, right? Even if we had somebody in second in command right now that was like killing it and that could step right in, it'd still be a problem because Jeremy's unbelievable. But more than that, what if he burns out? Everybody here, I said this on last year's podcast, everybody in the front office is doing one and a half people's jobs. This is a passion w- job where you're working really hard. You know, Jay works a lot of hours at his job uh, and works really, really hard. But like if Jay burns out, like somebody has to pick up the slack, right? At at For CFC, I don't believe there is anybody currently, and this is no disrespect to anybody in the front office, but I don't think there's anybody currently ready to take some of the lift off of Jeremy's shoulders so that he doesn't burn out. Um, I think you just need another body in there. We added a whole entire first team this last year, and did not add significant staffing. To like, so I I just don't want to see us burn out uh, our our coaches, which was the biggest thing I I pushed for for us to hire a men's assistant coach so that we had it did it right. The raw didn't get burned out. We did that, and I said last year, and I say the same thing this year. We have to hire, in my opinion, a vice president of something. I don't care what they do. They can take ticketing off of Jeremy's plate, or they can take. So whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter. They can fit in, but you got to have somebody that if Jeremy goes on vacation, that can handle things. You got to have somebody that if he gets, you know, he gets sick, they can handle things. And you have to have somebody that keeps him from burning out and that also provides the thing that if, you know, heaven forbid, something terrible happens. Yeah. The, club's, the club's legacy can continue in the short term and you're not just going, oh my God, everything's, Crumbling, crumbling, and not that like everybody needs their leader, right? I'm not shitting on everybody else, but like everybody has their silo, and you have your leader. You got to have somebody in there to help be one of the leaders as well. That's my, that's my thought. Um, women's assistant coach, uh, just like we needed the men's assistant coach last year, I think we need a a women's assistant coach that is not a player. Yeah, Um, that is not a shot at any of the players, but I don't know how you could possibly be a player and a coach and be expected to do a good job for both. It's hard enough to do one or the other. So I just want to see us with a women's assistant coach um that is not a player. And then again I want a, an around a $250,000 loss. I I'm going to see how that shakes out, but I just want to move towards stability. I won't yeah, yeah. I won't belabor that point any further. Um and yeah, those are my those are my resolutions. There's a bunch of them there. Um I think they're a little less tangible this year than they were the last two years for me and maybe for all of us. Like I think the last couple years and I We've had really tangible, like, hey, the social media kind of sucks. Let's, like, fix it. Let's get better. And, like, that was, like, a really, like, really blunt criticism we had a couple years ago. And then pretty clearly, like... Social media is pretty good now. Yeah. Social media is, like, a lot better and, like, pretty darn good. And,
1: you know, we had some really pointed we, had, we haven't brought it up tonight. Yeah. We, and, well, in my, and in my case, that's a win. Here's Always. a... Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: here's... Let's just, since we're on the subject, like, the the announcement series... Yeah, it's been really good for players. Is
1: well timed too.
2: Legitimately, I think it's the best in lower division soccer. It might be the best in American soccer. Period. You know, like you like the and granted, like lower division soccer often has more signing announcements. When you're an MLS club, you decline some options at the end of the year, you make some trades, you make some draft picks, and you just you know you roll on. But none of these MLS teams are like doing. Big news we signed a player. Here's a 30 second cool ass video about right. it and then a, an accompanying you're, article and an, an accompanying yeah. like you know fact sheet like like this is this is really good. I mean I it's seriously best in class for me.
1: Yeah, and I think they shouldn't like and I don't think they do. I don't think the club looks at it as like a uh like a burden to have to do that social media. It's 100% an opportunity because if you're a bigger club, somebody else is going to break your signing before you make an announcement typically, mm-hmm. but in our niche, that's not going to happen. So you need to take that opportunity to be able to use it as another driving force and something cool on social media that people can see and then want to go to games. Or if you already go to games, you can understand who the players are, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and something you pointed out um, last year was that like when you get on Instagram, like if
0: you're a 14 year old kid, like the first thing you, the first principal way you interact with something is through social media. Like, it's just how it works. And r- yeah. Unlike previous years, uh, social media is really, really, really growing. Like every year, it's growing. It's been getting better over the last few years, and now it's taken a big step forward. I think, and that means like we just don't have to solve that. So the reason I brought up that stuff isn't just to pat them on the back. And we had we had Darrell on the on the podcast a few weeks ago, and it was great. And he's been a big part of that. And obviously Charlie's done great work. And there's a lot of concerted effort right by the club. But I think that it's now because of all the improvements, and this is nothing to do with us, just the improvements that the club continues to make, step by step by step it becomes actually harder to nitpick and give measurable things. Like the stuff we've asked for in this podcast is very, mostly is very, very big picture or very like on the field, win a championship. It's
2: legacy building. Yeah. It's It's, either it's, it's the like, you know, the old slogan, you know, for the first 10 years for the next 90 or whatever it was like, it's really very much for the next 90 years, like putting down, putting down full on roots. Oh, I just thought of, I just thought of one. Uh, and I actually, I actually texted this to, uh, I actually texted this to Madison um, a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to put it out on the podcast because I think it's a really cool aspirational thing. I want to see, I want to see like every baby born in a hospital in Chattanooga or, you know, pick your partner hospital, whatever you want to do that kind of crap. Like I want to see every single little baby have a little like babies come with hats, right?
0: Uh, that's how he thinks babies come. with Babies, hats. Ba- come
2: with babies hats. like are literally born like with a hat on their head. Uh, that's how you see them in hospitals and in the little rooms and things. Yeah, why, there's a coat closet before they exit. Why doesn't that hat like have a, a little CFC logo or like a little CFC blanket? Because uh, like ba- babies are also covered in blankets all the time. So like why can't like a hospital hat and blanket be also like CFC, CFC branded?
0: I love it. Like, I also all I was thinking of while I was laughing there was uh the kid like pop, pop right for pop out. hold on, coat closet, let's see, I want this. Yeah. That's a uh, yeah, I, I think that would be amazing. I think that would be a like, giant th-
2: it's the kind of thing that like it, another visual reminder that like this club is for the community. And this is and Chattanooga's that, football and, club. And that this is this is Chattanooga's football club. Yeah. And and like you grow up with it. Like we like what we're all doing. And have been doing these last you know few years, maybe up to fifteen years, whatever it is now, is we've been trying to build something. Uh and build something that's worth that that's worth passing down. Yeah. Down. And what better way to to get people like started into the into the process and into the the, the Chattanooga football club community than by
0: when they pop out of the womb, by you
2: swaddling them in a, in a hat and a, in a blanket.
0: I agree. Let's go. That'd be would be amazing. This this city is blue. Let's turn them blue from like the when they're born, just a little baby the, wrapped blue by, blanket. By
2: the way, the tagline is "Blue from Birth."
1: There you go, dude. You uh you asked about something. Hashtag
2: uh, Blue from Birth.
1: I don't know why this popped in my head as you were saying this, but I can't remember if you asked Jeremy or if you asked somebody. Or if it was a New Year's resolution, but you wanted to paint Main Street blue,
2: I still want to paint Main Street. Yeah, blue. that's still it, a, it, cool it was. Idea. It was a I think it was a more of a metaphorical thing. Which, by the way, some of us did do with the schedule this past year. We we went to a lot of businesses on Main Street,
0: and the club went to a shitload of businesses. And, and yeah, long. and
2: the club did did it as well. Um, yeah, there were but post, no, I I I, I would love now that you're thinking about it. I would love to like actually paint down Main Street from you know whatever whatever that like central or something all the way to to riverfront paint it blue and maybe do like gold maybe white uh like lane marking lines
1: rachel had a cool idea i was like weirdly talking to her after you said that and it was last year and she said that i
2: guess it has to be gold because you know traffic law
1: we should we should paint all of the right side of the lanes that lead to the stadium in that area blue. So if you're going away from the stadium it's like a regular lane, but if like you're the turn the blue, lanes. or not the turn lanes, but like say you're on East Main and you're headed towards the stadium like the right side, like if you're driving away from the stadium it's just a regular road, but if you're on the right side and it's blue, you you follow the blue trail to the stadium. All, all, oh,
2: okay. So I, like so Main Street is blue incoming. and then and then the uh or like the turn a, lane onto Broad Street is like regular colored right. and then, like this go straight towards
1: or our, yeah. uh, Carter, like if you're coming yeah. down that towards the stadium, it's I blue all the way, yeah, but the yeah. other way is normal. Like you're not on the blue road, you're headed away. Also,
2: that'd be a great partnership with UTC because it, it works the same way.
1: Yep, It'd be
0: amazing uh, to see that happen. All right, grades for the season. So let's talk about um, on the field, off the field. You can divide it up however you want. Men's and women's, you can combine them however you want, and then we'll do an overall grade. Um, and if you want, I'll go first. So the... And I hadn't actually thought about this till now, but we kind of did a version of this already. Yeah, we did. Um, But for the women's Mm -hmm. team off the field, I will give them a big eight. I think most everything was done right. Attendance was lower than I would have um, liked. But I think we proved that we can treat the women's team equally to how the men's team was treated in the MPSL days as a high level amateur team, they can be treated with not only dignity and respect, but also like as high class athletes and as world-class athletes. So I think that was very, very good. I think we can build on that and I'll give them an eight, um, off the field for the women's team on the field. Um, I will give them a, I don't know what I gave them earlier this season. I'm going to give them a four. Uh, there are a lot of challenges, so I'll give them up to a four. Um, but a lot of room to grow, a lot of room to grow there. And overall on the season, um, Again, I don't remember what I gave earlier this season, so someone's going to be listening to this and like, you asshole, you gave completely different grades last time. <laughs> uh, but I'll give it a, a solid seven. I'll, I'll weight the off the field much higher. Um, but next year, that changes. Next year, they get a much higher grade. That's
1: typically how it goes, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can grade it however you want, but I think so. I, we, we've, tec- we've normally done that maybe as a coping mechanism for things going the other way. <laughs> um, for the men's team, I will give us an eight on the field and an eight off the field. Um, I think this season was just a giant step back in the right direction. Um, and I think that there's a lot of good momentum. Not It wasn't perfect. Um, but we, everything was really, really like in the right direction. We, we really went back towards kind of like what I felt like CFC could and should be and has been in the past. So yeah, big step in the right direction overall for the season. If you, for the two of them, um, I'll give a seven and a half, you know, because that's the average between the two things I think as a club I'll give a seven and a half Um, it was really really good season overall uh, for both both teams and both parts of the club and I only want to see improvements and I think there's a lot of room for improvement um, that that could take that to like you know eight and a half nine overall next season I hope Matthew do you have a a thought of how you want to grade things
2: uh, I'd give the men a...
0: And Now that I've done my women's grades and my men's grade totally different than when I last did them, I'm yeah,
2: sure. Yeah, I, I was actually looking to see if I could find what I'd, what I'd given previously. Uh, Pri- I'm gonna, Privi- previously? I'm going to give the men... Privi- he, previously
0: saying... in Detroit. And stated. <laughs> and status. And status. Have you, been watching, uh, have you been watching too many Canadians
2: on YouTube? Probably. Um, I'm going to give the men a B. A B? A B. A, B, a solid B. Uh, it was a really good step in the right direction. Um, finishing second overall in the league was good. Um, getting a home playoff game was good. Uh, getting bounced in the playoffs was not ideal. Um, but I, I mean, I think if you, especially if you, if you heard me privately, I had, I had a lot of concerns throughout the season, uh, in terms of, and, and, and like, I've, I've become like a full on like possession football truther now, um, which just shows that I am not stubborn and I have the capacity to change. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'm not sure either of those are true, but go on. Um, but like, we, but
2: there, like, there were some concerns on in, in terms of, you know, sometimes we were, uh, sometimes we just didn't have any ideas in terms of in, in terms of the in terms of the offensive offensive side of the ball. Uh, sometimes we were, you know, kind of poor defensively, which I think Rod talked about a little bit when we had him on about like one of the main reasons why we needed to keep the ball so much was so that we didn't have to defend because we weren't very good at it. Uh, and I think, you know, there's, I, I, I don't want to grade. Uh, I don't want to give a grade too high because that means that we've got less room to improve. I think we have like, actually have a lot of room to improve. Uh, that may me only, for me, I want to, I want to see us go from number two to number one. Uh, I think we can get from number two to number one with a few adjustments, but I think if we want to truly be the dominant force that I want us to be, I think we've got to make a lot of improvements. So I'm going to give us a B uh, because I think an A is a, a truly dominant first place team on the men's side. That's on the field. On the field. The women's side. I mean, like... I think I, I split the women's one into like everything off the field and then the actual on field product. And I gave the off the field stuff like a I don't know B plus or something. It was pretty good. It was a seven or eight. Uh, and and on the field, I gave like I think I actually was a dick and I I took the number of points we earned, which was four, over the amount of opportunities we had to earn points, and it came out to like I don't know like a two out of ten or something stupid like that, uh, which is which is pretty solidly an F. Uh, So I'm going to keep that like on the field. Women was an absolute fucking failure. Uh, It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good. Uh, Off the field was really good though. I think altogether you give it a, I think altogether you give it a C. Uh, Actually, no, 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 no. all altogether, I'm going to give it a B because I said this last summer going into the season. I think I said it after the season was over. It was about the return of the team. It was about you know supporting the team. It was about doing the things right. Uh, I think I want to see some more housing spots, uh, and 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 take some further steps in in, in that kind of department. Y'all want to see the the women's team weekend recruiting game in preseason in the spring, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so I, I think we've got some we've we've got a ways to improve on on, on some things there. It's probably probably altogether a C. Although I just didn't care about the on-field then, but you can tell like I'm thinking about 2023 now because like the winning has to happen. It just does. Um, If the winning doesn't happen, then then there are questions that have to be asked. You know, we we fired a men's team coach uh, at the professional level. We fired a men's team coach by the way at the amateur level. It's happened. Uh, We had not a great season at all. Didn't make the playoffs in 2011 and uh, and Brian Crossman was let go and they brought in Bill Elliott that's how that happened it was because of wins and losses Uh, and and they still matter even with a with an amateur kind of developmental team like it still matters for for this community for this team for this club for this community winning still matters and it has to matter so that's got to get better overall everything absolutely overall I think you gave it a B. I think think B's really good. It's really solid. Um, And yeah, here's the shooting for an A next year.
1: So you're giving the whole club a B? Whole
2: whole club gets a B. All
1: right, Jay. All right. (sighs) Just when you thought I was the rational one, Breezy gave you a one through 10 scale. Matt gave you a letter grade. Uh, I'm going to go one through five. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah, let's go. (laughs) Uh, So we'll start with the women's. Um, Yeah, on the field, I would give it a 2.5. Obviously, in circumstances that I don't have to sit here and talk about because you guys pretty much have, um, you know, slapping it together. It wasn't slapped together, but, I mean, any first season. It
0: it comes together late if your hiring process doesn't come together early.
1: Right. So, I give it a 2.5 on the field, off the field. I give it a 4. Um, felt like the club included them well. Now they have the two scoring update. Uh, Twitter accounts and whatnot to uh, yeah. sort of separate that. But also on the main page, I feel like they did a good job of including them and in talking about games. and stuff Social about. media was
0: far better than it's ever been yeah. for the women's club. You had the embedded camera on a lot of games and you could see them like videos getting off the bus at away games. Yep. Like, it was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being able to like as uh, much as like throwing an intern a phone, you know, and, and it, that that bit of content like that, like them getting, like that you see professional teams do and it's, it's the... Exposure that they deserve.
0: It's mostly just effort. And I think that, like, that's the thing that Jeremy made clear they were going to do was put in the amount of effort that was required by, like, this is a part of our club. And, like, we're not going to half ass it. And they didn't, they didn't half ass it. Well, and,
1: and if you combine those, you get a three. Okay. Um, and that's where I think I would fall for them overall. And I think the three should be graded on a weighted scale because of the very first season coming back after. L- let's not go into detail about what happened to the women's club. Yep. Then you have a GM who comes in. That's a shamble. That's in shambles, and he's got to rebuild it. You know, over a certain amount of time, plus throw up your coins, turn a, a a pandy on top of all that. You know <laughs> what I mean? So like yep. strides forward for the men. I give it a four into four.
2: Like how um, quick he is at this four yeah. and a four on and off the field four and a four okay. on
1: and off the field. I am really excited to see what Rod uh, the the and I've said this in other podcasts that I that I was on. It's refreshing the style of play, the players that we have on the field. It's just different from what we were. Now now I'm speaking in Nisa terms. Um, not necessarily what we had in the MPSL because it was a, li- a little bit more flavorish back then, but it was a bit, completely different setup and visas weren't a thing.
2: And- flavorish is something I'm gonna use in the future. Flavorish is a good descriptor.
1: <laughs> we had we had some swag, some flavor. <laughs> <hell> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I it's it's awesome and just seeing the two the two new faces that we're seeing already uh, and what kind of skill sets that Rod is looking to bring here and what they're looking to build. Um, it's awesome. So this year, this year, considering those pieces, this year looks like a really awesome foundation um, to be able to – I mean, I think we had a couple of games where we scored five goals. It's been a while since we've had games where we've ran up the score on another team, and that Please. felt really good.
2: God, let Flower City be Flower City again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was funny. I went back and I think we put out like all the goals on YouTube, the club did, and like how many were they from that, on that same. 11.
2: 11 of the 56 uh, goals. Yeah. And like like, like,
1: 10 of them were on that same field. And like eight of them were on the same goal. If you're looking at the field from the, like from the, uh, it's on the right. Listen,
2: that's a good mantra for life. Get all your business done in the first half.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, so I give that a you know I, I guess that would fall into like the A minus category with a four, like high B plus A minus overall for the for the men's club, and I give them a B plus, uh, which would be like a you know like a four three four five if you combine the two for overall. Because the, I, I understand that there's two different moving entities, but they are the same club, um, and so it's yeah. less of you. Having like um, I, I guess it's it's less of having like balance and more of like uh, being able to control tension between how you focus your attention to the clubs and I feel like we've done a pretty good job. It's obviously important to a lot of our supporters that the, that the women including you guys especially that the women's team comes back but it didn't happen at the pace everybody kind of wanted I would everybody would complain rightfully so. But as we're seeing the building blocks put together and what you guys are asking for as goals, and if those are, are attainable, then I see taking that little bit of extra time to make sure we do what Jeremy has said on this podcast and do it right and make sure that they have the integrity and respect that they deserve as athletes. And I just see it all going up from here. So I just want to say, again, that last game of the season, we lost. But as an overall feel of like how I felt about the club, leaving that night sucked but it also left that night going 20 2016 like that kind of
2: yeah i am incredibly optimistic uh overall Me about too. about the future of the club uh you know i'm i'm optimistic about the women's about the w- the upcoming women's season uh, i'm optimistic about the upcoming men's season and and in, in general like we have i think the right leadership for for the club i think we've got the right ownership and you can see all the different facets of the game are, are working. The academy, which isn't you like technically like a part of you know, the weird the weird academy and, and, and first you know, professional club dynamics or whatever. But like the academy is growing. You know, they're uh I, I saw the clip that they put out and this is one tiny example, but there was a clip they put out on Twitter last night. And, you know, the 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 academy, the players are being taught to be technical. Yeah. To be uh, learning how the game is played, in, in in terms of passing, moving, passing again. It's not that, um, uh, it's not that like old mentality of win at all costs. Uh, kind of just you know boot it long, pick the best athletes, you know, like win games because the eleven year olds it matters if they win or not. Right, right. Like it, it it looks it looks like we're teaching youngsters, both both boys and girls, how to play football. And and those are the kinds of things like I don't need I don't need the professional team to be possession pretty soccer all the time. We are right now. And as long as we have a system, we find players that fit the system and they execute that system. That's fantastic. Eventually, Rod Underwood will no longer be the coach at CFC, whether that's in a couple of years or whatever, however long it goes. Like eventually he won't be the head coach here anymore. There will be a new coach we'll hire. That coach will have his or her own ideas, and maybe it's more possession football. Maybe that like, we become a new Le Mesa, a, a little Le Mesa in, in Tennessee. Maybe, La Masia? Whatever. Nerds. <laughs> maybe maybe we go back to uh, how a lot of lower division teams tip in this country typically play, which is a little bit more athletic, a little bit more press-oriented, a little bit more uh, counterattack-oriented, and, and, and that's fine, too. But I love at the youth stages to be able to teach kids how to play, how to play football and, and how to get better technically and let the pure athleticism side of things to develop naturally. Because kids age and develop very, very differently. Their bodies develop very, very differently. And if you teach the skills at young ages of just like how to, how to trap a ball, how to kick a ball, how to understand what to do in tactical Situations, teaching a footballer's brain. Yeah, teaching a footballer's brain in normal circumstances, then teaching a footballer's brain in pressure situations. Like you're making a better young footballer, and you're encouraging them to use their head as opposed to just like who's who's developed who's you know who's in the first three months of the calendar year, or or, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love that. I love where the academy appears to be going, trying to teach football. And, and and you know i i want to be producing players for the first team i want to be producing players to to move on and be pros in the future a lot of those things are are further out i'm not going to include them in resolutions because they're just they're much much further out but i, I i'm i so optimistic about where this club is going right now and i want to i want to end this podcast on that note
0: beautiful um and 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 Jay has uh, to get out of here, so we definitely can't continue on this. I will say, like, I, I, heard, I do. I have one thing I want to say. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. I was <laughs> going I say, one thing I did, we didn't, I, I forgot to talk about was my, and I guess I didn't write them down here as podcast resolutions. Uh, for me, I want to do 50 this year again. Um, just the same number overall. Uh, I want to interview 10 women's soccer players. We interviewed four this year. i want to interview 10. It's a really short season. It's not that I don't want to do all of them, but it's going to be difficult because of, they're only here for a short period of time. It's hard. They have, they have middle of the week games. They don't have the freedom to, like, you know, they practice and all these other things. And we tried to get more interviews this season, and it was really tough because the players are like, hey, we can't. We're practicing this night and this night. And we have an appearance that night. And we're traveling that. Like, they had all these things. So I want to plan it better. I want We did two interviews of two players each. I want to do five of those this year, at least. So 10 total, however that works out, of players. I want to have Coach Randy on. And then I just want to do the same number of um, continuing to cover every single game as a recap like we did last year. Okay. For, the, for the women's and so I'm not gonna like I don't think we have to do 10 women's centric podcasts because I don't think it matters I think we covered the games do you, you want to cover level.
2: do you want to cover every single game that the club plays in some way shape or form yeah even I, even if we're stacking a couple a, a couple at once
1: you have a Saturday and a Wednesday I'm, I'm not Thursday I'm not gonna, gonna say above. I'm
2: not gonna say like fully in depth either but like some of them can be in depth we can choose which ones those want to be. Uh, some of them can be a little bit more surface area, like surface level. Like we can probably recap some of these right now. Like we know how the men's team is going to play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like okay, so I'll I'll say it this way: if if combined as a club, we play roughly fifty games. Let's say um, I'm just throwing out a random number sure. for the women's and the men's team. I want to do ninety. percent Let's do ninety. percent I want to give us a, an out for a few of them that we review all but ten percent. Okay. So whatever the number is, I'll take ninety percent of those games. I want to at least review in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, let's do that. I hadn't thought about that. This is some great goal setting on the podcast <laughs> uh,
1: live. All right, All right m- Jay. I was going to say this almost sounds like an off-off uh, off mic conversation. Okay, so we'll we'll end it here. Uh, and what one thing that I really like, I heard somebody say about the club, and I'll just echo it. It's a close friend of mine uh, who pays attention to the academy. You you mentioned a few times about us teaching players, and uh, while wow, you are one million percent correct what my friend put into words was we're almost not teaching kids the game anymore. We are developing players. Like we are letting kids understand the game and then we are, we are letting them flower and bud, but we are developing them instead of just teaching them one style of how to play. Now it's more about like the base skill set that would fit into a bunch of different
2: systems. Love that. Yeah, that's great.
1: All right, breezy. You want to let's yeah,
0: let's get out of here. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next year. Peace.